name of there's healing in the name of there's salvation in the name of the Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefo of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anacazo Assembly Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Put your hands together for the Lord, and you may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Dr. Kujo, that was awesome. Why don't you put your hands together to appreciate God's servant. Oh, you can do it much, 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 much better. Hallelujah. What a way. Jesus said, you have made the word of God of none effect through the traditions of men. Hallelujah. The things, he said administration is good. Trying to get organized is good. But we must make sure that they don't become barriers that will cause our churches to grow. Hallelujah. I told you that the man is an experience. The man understands church. Uh, he's a PhD holder in church. Hallelujah. A pastor, a mega church pastor, you know, speaking from experience, from knowledge, understanding. And these are the types of things that we need to hear to build successful churches. I have been blessed and I thank God that Year in, year out, we have Dr. Kujo coming to speak at Church Good Conference. Hallelujah. That was awesome. Amen. Well, we have a few minutes to close for today. And uh, already, almost 50% of the conference, you know, is almost gone. Hallelujah. And uh, this year, those of you who have been coming for the evening sessions, I've been rather teaching, you know, during the mornings. Today I taught for about five hours. You know, so in the evening, in the evening is just to add a little bit more. Hallelujah. Because it is more of a day conference. Do you understand it? So try and make the day available and come and uh, let us be blessed. Hallelujah. But for a few moments, I want to share uh, with you on an important subject.
Now, I'm talking about if you can't read, you can't lead. If you can't read, you can't lead. <laughs> if you can't read, you can't lead. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking to you, all right, from this book, The Art of Leadership. Now, look at Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God is saying to his sheep, I'm going to place somebody before you to be your shepherd, your guide, the person who will look after you. And the person would lead you, guide you by feeding you with knowledge and understanding. This means that pastors must have knowledge. No, because that is what God expects you to feed his sheep with. Hallelujah. The scripture says, deep call it unto deep. If you are not deep yourself, you can't bring anybody to a certain depth. A pastor must be knowledgeable in the word of God in the world affairs issues. A person must know at least a little about all that goes on. Yeah, you are a pastor, but you must know a little about law. Just a little. That will help you to transact the purchase of your church land successfully. Yeah. When somebody shows you a piece of land, Pastor, you can have this, you can buy this for your church. How much is it? One is 2,500. I need four plots. Okay, bring your money. And then, take it. And you say you have bought a land for the church. You have not bought a land for the church. Where, where is the side plan? What shows that it belongs to the person? Do you understand? You should know a little about medicine. You should know a little about the economy. You see, because, unfortunately, because of our lack of knowledge, we often, even ex- we often expose ourselves to ridicule. 
And some people feel that pastors are Dutch. And it's people who are not intelligent, people who are stupid, who become pastors. But when Dr. Kujo was speaking to me, he looked like somebody who is stupid. I was flying one time, you know, and uh, there was a gentleman sitting next to me. And I was reading, he was also reading. We were all engrossed in what we were reading. And uh, just about 10 or so minutes before we landed, you know, I just looked at what he was reading and I realized that it was uh, a law book. So then I got into talking with him. And he turned out to be a politician. He's known. I mentioned it. You know him. So we got into talking. So he's a lawyer. But I'm also a pastor. Then when he heard I was a pastor, he started talking. See, you pastors who have come, you know the normal things. So I listened to him carefully. And I said, you have touched the nerves of the wrong pastor. I asked him, are you a leader? What have you built? Show me even one thing that you have built. Now when I started talking, you know, and interrogating the issues with him, said, he said, oh, no, 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 I'm not talking to you about you light us. No, you light us pastors. I know that, you know. You like us, Pastor. I, I know that. Yeah. He realized that he has met a pastor who was not stupid. The next thing he pulled out his card. He said, oh, This is my card. Anytime, you know. I said, You rather should be coming to look for me for ideas. So a pastor must have knowledge. Pastors. The church that you are trying to build, the mega church, you need knowledge to build it. Knowledge is one of the keys that will help you to build the mega church that you want to build. Look at Luke chapter 11 and verse 52. Luke chapter 11 and verse 52. Woe unto you lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge. For you have taken away the key of knowledge. Which means that knowledge is a key. And keys are used to open doors. So one of the, one of the keys that you need to open the door that enters into church growth and mega church is knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. Yes. That's why we have gathered here. God is giving us knowledge. Yes. And a pastor must be a seeker of knowledge. On a continuous basis, a person should be learning and learning. 
Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 24. Look at it. How many of you want to build a mega church? How many of you? Proverbs chapter 24. Be not envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. Yeah? For their heart steadied distraction, and their lips talk of mischief. True wisdom. True wisdom. Is an house builded. The, 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 the mega church that you are believing God to build is a type of a house. It's a type of a house that you are trying to build. And the Bible says, true wisdom, all right? And wisdom is how to do it. How to do it. How do you build the mega church? How do you gather a lot of people? How do you move a church from 10 people to 150? It comes through applying wisdom. True wisdom is on how it's built it. And by understanding, it is established. Verse 4. Watch this. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled. The chambers of your church, the pews, the pews are the chambers. The pews. And God says, what you need to fill the pews in the church is knowledge. And by knowledge, the chambers shall be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. How many of you want the pews to be filled? Huh? You have 500 chairs in your church. And as we are speaking right now, only 120 are filled. You are left with the rest. How do you get the rest filled? And by knowledge. By knowledge. By knowledge. That is why knowledge, acquiring knowledge, receiving knowledge, pursuing knowledge, seeking for knowledge, is something that a pastor must give himself to. One of the most important sources of knowledge is reading. That is why if you cannot read, then you cannot lead. Yes. Because your inability to read prevents you from acquiring the needed knowledge that you need to lead the people of God. The reason why your church is not working is because of the absence or the lack of certain things. And as you get knowledge and you are able to make the necessary adjustments, 
then you become more fruitful. Yeah. So, reading to a pastor is something that must be very, 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 very important. Reading. Amen. Let me quickly run through because, you know, tonight I'm just... That's why all these materials are here. The Bacane. Knowledge. Knowledge. Through the knowledge here, the chambers of your church, the pews, will be filled. Yeah. You leave the knowledge here and go away. And any other knowledge that you are supposed to have, you leave it behind. Your chambers will be empty. I mean, look, at, look at the things that Dr. Kujo was talking about. You have set up a department for people to help you. Not knowing that they are sucking people. But, but how many of you, when he said it, you realize, Charlie, when I go, I have to go and check. Because knowledge has come. Knowledge is light. Knowledge is light. Light has come. And when you correct that situation in that department, you see that things begin to work better. Amen. So, whilst we are here, I want you to decide that anything that is at this conference that will help you to become more knowledgeable. I'll get it. Amen. Now, we have here, can I have the, the pop-up stones? Closer. Okay. Two people, two people, so that can be fast. No, the first one there. So knowledge, sources of knowledge. Alright. So you have that word mails, uh, videos.org. This is a website. This is a website. When you go there, a lot of videos by Bishop Dan are there. And you can also download them free of charge. Knowledge. Knowledge. You learn a lot by watching somebody preaching. There is something called the video dimension. When you listen to somebody preaching, audio, alright, you get a lot of things. But the audio, the video adds another dimension. You see how the person walks around? You learn it. Now when you are preaching, you don't just... Yes. Do you get it? The way the mic is held. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. There are so many things that you learn. 
Do you get it? It makes your preaching better. So even apart from the word content, you learn, you refine your ministry. Hallelujah. Sources of knowledge. So go there. Darkwoodmailsvideos.org Watch videos. Download free videos. Wow. Have you written it down? Write the, the, the website address down. Knowledge. Next one. Darkwoodmailsaudios.org Listen to audio messages and freely download them. After now, you are looking for cassettes to buy. You lack knowledge. We have moved on. We have moved on. You are looking for cassettes. You are walking, you know, from shop, from, from shop to shop, demonstrating your ignorance. And the shop attendants, they are laughing at you. This are you not be quiet also when you come. I'm Reverend Dr. Sosa and so. I've been looking for cassettes. Listen, we have moved on. We are now into podcasts. How many of you have smartphones? Smartphones. Yes. Alright. So you can download uh, the podcast app. Perhaps it's already even on your phone. Subscribe to it. And then you can freely have the messages of any man of God that you want to follow. Including Bishop Dan. Knowledge. Hallelujah. So all these are here. Now, reading. Thank you. You can put them back. Seven reasons why a leader laughs books. Number one, he knows that the information in a book uh, may make the difference for his life's work. The information in a book may make the difference for your life's work. The information can change everything. Can bring you into heights. Can bring you into certain light that you may never have entered. Martin Luther, the great reformer, we all know him. It was when he read the Bible. He didn't used to read the Bible. When he read the Bible, the books of Ephesians and Romans to go and teach. That his eyes opened to see that salvation 
comes through the grace of God. And he began to teach it. That is what has made him famous. The information in a book is important to your life's work. That is why a pastor, a leader loves books. Number two, reading a book puts you in direct contact with the author of the book. Alright? And once again, you don't need to write anything. Just get this book, The Art of Leadership. Alright? It's in the Makarios. Chapter 24. Reading a book puts you in direct contact with the author of the book. You know, many times, people say, I like to meet, you know, Jabda. I like to meet Dr. Otalo. I like to meet with the Archbishop. If, if, only, if only I can meet with the Archbishop. There are some ministry questions I want to ask. I know that my ministry will change. Now, let me ask a question. How much time do you think you can have for you? And even if he were to give you one whole week, how much can he actually tell you? But such people have written what they know, how God has used them, how to do the things that they are doing in a book. In a book. So, reading the person's book puts you in direct contact with him. His wisdom, his way of thinking, his beliefs, his convictions, and how he does things. Yeah. Amen? That is why you must love Books. Number three. A leader knows that authors are workers and researchers for him. A leader knows that authors are workers and researchers for him. You have no idea. Any good book, any good book, that is a blessing. Eh? That has been thoroughly researched. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, and you don't need to come up with any research. No, you don't need to come up with any questionnaire. You don't need to. You don't need to send anybody to Gwen. You know, ask anybody any questions. You don't need to write any thesis. All that has been done for you. How long do you have to live that now you are going to find out how to build a mega church? It has already been written. And especially when the book has been written by somebody who has, who has done it. A doer of what he's saying it becomes very, very important for you. All that you need to, take, to do is to take the book and use the research. I've also done research before. 
it was not easy. You have to read books. I'll be flying and then I have books. My bag is full of books. Because you have to, you have to, you have, to have a lot of references. Primary references, secondary references. When, when you make a point, you have to defend it by what somebody else has said. And not only say what he said, you have to actually show where he said it. Which year? Where? I could sit and detect, because I couldn't type fast. Now somebody was typing. I could detect like six hours continuous. It takes a lot of hard work to do a research. And all that has been done for you. How to overcome barrenness. How to develop devoted members. The secret of industrialization. Eh? How to have committed members. How to do follow-up. How to, how to have, you know, retention evangelism. It has all been researched. All that you need to do is to take the book and study it. That's all. All the person's hard work becomes your benefit. Can I have an amen? Number four. A leader knows that many years of experience can be transmitted through one book. A leader knows that many years of experience can be transmitted through one book. Is it a Macarius? Let me put it here. Sister books. How can you write sister books? Experience. To have something, and they are all different books. To have something different to say about this subject, this subject, this subject, this subject. That is not just theory, but it makes sense to what people are trying to do. That is experience. I did not need to go through that. Why do you want to go through certain painful experiences? The person has shared his mistakes. Why do you want to go through that? The person has, has, has shared the keys that have brought him to this point. Why do you want to go and look for some other keys? Just take what is there and be blessed with it. But it will come through reading. It will come through reading. The book can be lying there and breathing. It has all the answers. It has all the solutions. It has the key of knowledge that you need to, to use to fill the chambers of your ministry. But, 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 but because you have not opened it. So you are blind. You are blind. One time, Bishop Dad went to have some crusades in another country. And the crusades, during the crusade, he also organizes pastors' conferences where he teaches the pastors' books, you know, and all that. When he came back, he received a letter from one of the pastors. 
And the opening sentence was, Bishop Doug, I hate you. Now, if a letter opens with that, you have to throw it away somewhere. I hate you. Why have you done this to me? Why have you done this to me? And what the, the pastor was exclaiming, was trying to say, is that, where were you? Where have you been all these years? The things that you came to teach us, the things that you have written in the books, I needed them 20 years ago. 30 years ago. Where were you? In other words, oh, if I had met you much, much earlier, my ministry would have gone to another level. Someone told me this morning, do one of, one of the breaks. Bishop, if we have heard some of these things much earlier, we have done much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The church is not growing. You are not growing the anointing. You are not growing in pastoral care. You don't know how to handle the finances of your church. And somebody has taken his time to write all these things. Hmm? You rather want to buy more shoes. You rather want to pass, you know, pass by the books and then look for some shoe to buy. Do you understand what you are trying to do in this life? Jesus said to the lawyers, you have taken away the key of knowledge. But thank God that God is giving you a new heart. Hallelujah. Another reason why a leader loves books is because a leader knows that a book is a patient teacher. It's a patient teacher. People say, I've read the books. Omega Church, I've read it. You have read it. You have read it. Tomorrow, I'll be sharing with you on the power of reading. Yeah. You have read this book. Because the book says the mega church, how to make your church grow. If you have read it. If, if you have. You have read this book. No, I'm asking you a question. How many of you have this book? You have this. And you have read it. You have read it. The sign that you have read it is that the subtitle How to Grow Your Church. Now your church should be growing. It should have been growing. 
The, the fact that the church is not growing shows you that you are not ready. No, you are not. And when I say you are not ready, not that you have not, you know, read the words. But you see, you have, you have not read it in such a way that it has become meaningful to you. You have not caught revelation, understanding. You have not chewed it. It has not entered you. I will show you tomorrow how to read. How? For it to become beneficial to you. I hear people say, I've read all of Bishop Dan's books. And I, and, I, and I tell the bishop, look, I cannot read the books. No. Look, almost like every sentence, there's a revelation in it. So I just read something small, put it down, think about it. Yes. Somebody was telling me yesterday, you are holding the book, you are holding the book. You are reading the point, you are, you are also reading the point. But the flesh, I can't, he said, I can't see the flesh. There's some flesh that you are putting around it, I can't see it. And that is because of the way you read the book. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Hmm? Wow. A patient teacher. Number six. A leader knows that he can catch an anointing from a book. A leader knows that he can catch an anointing from a book. That is why a leader loves books. Because the book contains the written words that God has given to the anointed man of God. And so, those words contain anointing. Hallelujah. And as you read them and you meditate on them, literally the words lift themselves from the pages of the book eh, and enter it. With the spirit which is within them. If you want to catch the anointing on a man of God, one of the things you have to do is to listen to his passages and read his books. Yeah. An anointing will come upon you. Hallelujah. Number seven. The greatest leaders of all time. Alright? The greatest leaders of all time were readers. That is why a leader loves books. Because the greatest leaders of all time were readers. Biblical examples of this were Paul and Daniel. Daniel the prophet was a leader. And he was an avid reader. Daniel was somebody who read Jeremiah's books. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. 
that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. An avid reader, web emulating, was Paul. Paul sent for his books and his parchments. They obviously were very important to him. Hallelujah. In 2 Timothy 4.13, Paul said, The cloth that I left at trials of couples, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parchments, the little, little books. Reading is one of the most essential habits of every leader. If you do not read, please do not try to lead anyone. Reading is essential for leadership. Hallelujah. Ten reasons why every leader must be a reader. Number one, read for intellectual growth. For intellectual growth. Yes. Increase your intelligence. Maybe for some reasons you are not able to really go to school. But you see, school is very important for ministry. Oh, no, no, no. School is very, very important. Ministry. In our denomination, we encourage people to go to school. Go to school. Go to school. Yeah. Go. Go to university. Your mind will work properly. The discipline of studying, going for lectures, waking up, doing projects and assignments is something that will help you when you come into the ministry. Sometimes when pastors are not educated, it affects their understanding of everything. And when you are a senior pastor and you have such people as your main people, it will not be easy for you. (laughs) But you can educate yourself through reading Number two, read for spiritual growth. Number three, read to develop a preaching and teaching style. Amen? Amen. You will definitely pick up some tips as you read from the messages of great men. And it will affect your preaching and your teaching style. Number four, Read to improve your language. Read to improve your language. Whether you speak English or French, reading always improves your language. The best way to learn the English language is to read English books. If you want to improve your vocabulary, Please start reading now. Yeah. One of our pastors, when he got saved, he could not utter one word in proper English. 
today is a major pastor and overseer. When he's speaking, you wonder where, which could he attend? I mean, like, to what level? He's not been anywhere. Through association, through reading, he has improved himself greatly. Yeah? And doing very, very, very well in the ministry. How you speak the English language also it affects the attendance. Some people, some people, especially when they are not spiritual, may not want to be associated with you as your pastor. But when you stand and you are speaking, they have to buy. I mean, what we are saying. That's why every time when we are coming to church, when we are coming to church, I'm telling you, when we are coming to church, bashing around, it doesn't bring encouragement to some people. Next one, read to have fellowship of great minds and great people. Yeah, remember I told you, reading puts you in direct contact with such people. So you are fellowshipping with them. I get what I'm saying. Uh, you, you don't need to see them physically. Yeah. Amen. Number six, read in order to learn how to write. Hmm. You see how the words are spelled correctly. <laughs> Number seven, read to acquire new information. Read. I'm explaining to you why a pastor must be a reader. All these reasons. You should be leaving this conference of loads of books. Loads of books. For yourself, for others. Because of the importance of reading. Most people think that acquiring new information is the only reason why you should read a book. But this is only one of many reasons why you should be a reader. Ignorance is one of the greatest enemies of mankind. If you do not read, your ignorance is self-inflicted and inexcusable. Hallelujah. Number eight. Read to develop your leadership abilities. I mean, this book that I'm teaching you from, if you can go through it gradually, gradually, and apply the different leadership principles in them, or in the good general. Where's that one? And what it means to be as wise as a serpent. And any other leadership books that you can find, you'll be blessed. A good general. 
Hallelujah. Hmm? The signs of leadership. A good general learns about warfare. A good general would avoid a foolish fight. No, there are some fights that come up in the ministry. You know that this fight. There are two ways of fighting. You can confront the issue or you can go around it. And both will give you victory. And you should know when to fight and when to go around. Or when just to leave issues. It is not every fight that you must attempt to fight. And a good general or a good leader knows that. Hmm? Selection and maintenance of the aim. A good general knows his aim. He selects it and maintains it and focuses on it. So even if you don't know how to lead people, now you are a pastor. You are a pastor. Learn it. And books on leadership have been written for you to study. That is why a leader must be a reader. What it means to be as wise as a serpent. Snakes are very wise. They are very adaptable. They can live in different places. They can survive under different conditions. How can you survive under the different conditions that may be thrown to you in the ministry? Amen? Let me end. Read because a person who does not read is no better than a person who cannot read. Don't fall into an unfortunate category of people who by no reason of death or sometimes by their own actions cannot read. They cannot. If you give them a book and you open it, I don't know what it looks like to them. I don't know how they see the ways. How they see the ways? Like what? Some dots. Eh? Some inscriptions. Some dots. Yeah. Like some Chinese. Especially when there are no pictures. And some of you, when you buy a book, the first thing you are going to look for pictures. And then you look at this, oh, this book, there are, there are no pictures in them. You become discouraged. But if you, who can read, does not read, you are as good as, or as worse as the person who cannot read. May that not be your story. Hallelujah. Number 10, read so that you will be in the top 20% of society. Read so that you will be in the top 20% of society. Do you know that the top 20% of every society buys all books? Join the top 20% of society today and be a winner and a leader. 
Hallelujah. Hmm? What a blessing. Daniel Webster, a famous statesman and prominent lawyer, once said, if religious books are not widely circulated among the masses in this country, and the people do not become religious, I do not know what is to become of us as a nation. And the thought is one to cause solemn reflection on the part of every patriot and Christian. If the truth be not diffused, error will be. If God and his word are not known and received, the devil and his works will gain the ascendancy. If the evangelical volume does not reach every hamlet, the pages of corrupt and licentious literature will. But thank God that the volumes are available. It is time for us as pastors to rise up and receive the knowledge that we need, which is a key. Which is a key. And by knowledge, the chambers thereof will be filled with precious things. Hallelujah. May you receive love in your heart for books. So, make it a habit. Make it a habit. Let reading become a habit. Read all the time. Read a little here and there. Acquire knowledge. And it will affect you. It will turn you into a mega church. Pastor, clap your hands for the Lord. Stand to your feet. And lift up your hands. And let's thank God for today, for his blessing. Lift up your hands and thank God for today. We are grateful, Lord, for your blessing. For your blessing. For your blessing. Lift up your hands. Thank God for all that you have received today. Thank you for the grace, the wisdom, the anointing for the mega church that is coming upon your life. Thank Him that is making you fruitful. That your ministry already has started flourishing in the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 Oh, lift up your voice and pray. Mahakaba Sekemotola. Arandiri bohoko sibahande. Libahaye. Makariandiri mahanda. Sakande. Mago. Makilimohoka mandese. Aramba de sepe karama. Mataria. Asimpo kabari kalama hakalema andebe. Satarande. 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 Ramiandiri bohoka mande. Latanda satel. Opande, 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 Sibala, Rapatirimo Sibahande, Kapila Makalimahande, Sakariandaramaha, Oshiboko, 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 Masibe, 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 Lift up your hands and say, Lord. Let me receive all the keys. Let me seek all the knowledge. 
that I need of God for the ministry, for the work that you have called me to do in the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord. You are becoming a mega church pastor. You are becoming a mega church pastor. God is lifting you. God is lifting your ministry. God is increasing you. God is multiplying your ministry. Receive the wisdom. Receive the knowledge. Receive the anointing. Receive the instruction. The keys that you need to build a great ministry. Lift up your voice and pray. And thank God for them. We thank you, Lord, for the knowledge. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation. We thank you, Jesus, for the revelation. We thank you for the keys, the keys we need to grow our churches, the keys we need to build mega churches. We thank you, Lord, for the keys.
You are moving to 500. I enter the realm. Receive the grace. I receive the grace. For a 500 member church. I receive the grace. Receive the grace. Yes. For a 700 member church. I receive the grace. Receive the anointing. I receive it. The power of God. Yes. The presence of yes. God. Yes. The Holy Ghost. Yes. For a 1,000 member church. I receive For a 2,000 member church. I receive For a 3,000 member church. I receive For a 5,000 member church. I receive For a 10,000 member church. I receive For a 15,000 member church. For a 20,000 member church. Yes. Now, receive churches. Yes. Receive churches. I receive churches. Five churches. Yes. Ten churches. Yes. Twenty churches. Yes. Thirty churches. Yes. Fifty churches. Yes. One hundred churches. Yes. One fifty churches. Yes. Two hundred churches. Yes. Three hundred churches. Yes. Four hundred churches. Yes. Five hundred churches. Yes. Receive seven hundred churches. I receive it. One thousand churches. Receive it. Two thousand. Receive it. Three thousand. Receive it. Five thousand. Receive it. Receive them now. I receive it. Now receive workers. My God. And laborers. Workers. Mm. Holy Spirit. Mm. You are the Lord of the harvest. Yes. Send laborers. Send laborers. Send laborers to us. Send laborers to us. Send laborers to help us. Send laborers. Send laborers. Send laborers. Give us laborers. Yes, Lord. Give us laborers. Give us laborers. Help us. Yes. Give us financial help. Oh, yes. By Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. My, my, my. Lift up your hands and thank God. Thank God. For a new level. But there's a change in your oh, level. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. There's a change in your level. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, God. thank you for the change. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Rala boka tamaso ke pasundo le rulo mosi andele brokabo rasho toka lando boka riba homa yeye makuni bosoko baya we thank we give you praise thank you Jesus we give you praise Father in heaven how we love we lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praise. As your people declare your mighty word. Oh, blessed
my presence shall not be in vain. For I have gathered you to heal you and to destroy that that has hindered you and to release you into abundance and into fruitfulness. For I shall do that by my own spirit. I shall fill your heart with things that will guide you into abundance and fruitfulness. Get ready to receive my great blessing that I'm bringing upon your life, that I'm bringing upon your ministry. For you have said unto yourself, when? But yea, you shall see it with your own eyes a new thing that I will do with you. For I called you to use you that through you many will come into my kingdom. Asibaha. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fako Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. Monday to Friday 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Glory Encounter R. There's an all night the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.